The content discussed in this episode is for educational or informative purposes only and should not be replaced by individualized professional consultations or professional medical advice. Hey guys, I'm Tasha. Hey listeners, this is Guni. And you're tuned in to Dotev the Podcast, where we chat and explore all things on integrative medicine. Welcome everyone to Dotev the Podcast. So today we have our returning guest, um, very special person who's making us laugh a lot, um, Alistair Hay, um, a homeopathic practitioner who is based out of Portsmouth in the UK. Did I get that right? You did. Yes. Well done. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm, Welcome, I'm honored Alistair. that you had me back. Yeah, we, we, we that... were excited to have you back because as you can tell, we're like in high spirits from all the jokes you've been cracking. Um, <laughs> Okay, so so we have, you know, as always, a lot to cover and uh, not enough time to do it. So let's try to cover a little bit more today. Um, so Alistair, we wanted to talk to you today about, I guess, uh, our skin, you know, skin conditions. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, okay, not to make it a, a, a jokey topic, but uh, so, you know, a lot of people suffer from eczema and, and, you know, skin conditions. And we read on the National Library of Medicine that in the UK, there's a high prevalence of atopic dermatitis, which is also known as atopic eczema. And approximately 11 to 20% of children get affected by it and 5 to 10% adults. Um, is this something that you see often with your clients and, or, you know, your, yeah, your clients? I'm just writing that down, actually, just because sort of I, I'm quite a visual person. So if I see it written down, I go, Does, is that representative of my clients? Yeah, I'd say absolutely. You know, there, there are many more children I see with eczema than I do adults. And in your in your current practice, like we were we were discussing before about, you know, specialities, et cetera. And you were saying that it's not something you go by, but you've you've noticed that people usually come to you f- with a specific or someone refers you uh, when there's a pathology. Is that is that correct? I have got a degree in physiology and pharmacology, which is what I did before retraining as a homeopath. So my understanding of how conventional medicines modify physiological systems is, is, is pretty good. Also, I'm not scared of that, you know, so making sure the homeopathic medicines work with that and, 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 and it's not negatively challenging. So yeah, I, I, I revel in those sort of, sort of cases. I'm not very much, you know, uh, aware or um, knowledgeable on the topic, but when we were doing this research where we know quite a lot of people have been developing eczema sometimes around around uh, my family or, or friends, it's, it's really because they're stressed and, and they, they would develop this redness uh, either around joints, etc. And so I, I usually see this, but is all type of skin issues like redness, is eczema called eczema? Not, in, not, not particularly. It has to fulfill particular ticky box criteria to then be labeled as eczema i mean mm-hmm. it, eczema is a form of dermatitis anything mm-hmm. that ends in itis just means inflammation of so the dermis is the skin mm-hmm. um, and when it's inflamed that would be a dermatitis there are different forms of eczema that fulfill other criteria that means it's not just dermatitis but it, it has more and more criteria to say we will call it that but it is it's notoriously difficult from from a conventional medicine perspective to diagnose particular skin complaints. I mean, luckily, you know, it, it's not for me to diagnose. Someone says I've got this complaint. It might well already have been diagnosed, but I'd be looking at the sort of minutiae of what makes it better, what makes it worse and so on and so forth to then prescribe on 
the symptoms that how someone is expressing it. You mentioned about the distribution of eczema typically will be on the on the sort of inside folds and psoriasis right. will be on the outside folds. These are called yeah. the flexor surface surfaces because that's where it flexes and those are the extensor surfaces. But it doesn't mean their body has read the rule book. You can mm-hmm. find eczema will be, but but that would be quite typical. Um, what's actually more fascinating to someone like myself is when someone's symptoms are atypical. They're not as you would expect them to be. Mm. So, mm. you know, there are people for whom I've seen that have been diagnosed as having eczema and said, you know what feels really good if I put really hot water on my skin, if I want to put, you know, it feels burning and I want to put something really hot on it. That's quite unusual. Mm. And then in homeopathic literature, you can find there's very few homeopathic remedies that would fulfill that particular or have that resonance with that kind of symptom. Whereas if, if someone's got eczema, it's in their usual places, it's worse at night, it's hot, it's itchy, it's red. There's loads of homeopathic remedies that cover that. So we have to say, you know, what, what makes it unusual? Um, but just as much as you said with, with, with respect to emotional state, stresses, strains, that sort of stuff, then yeah, these things, we break at our weakest link. And that for a lot of people, certainly when you're young, is your skin. Mm. Sorry. So I, I heard you say earlier, uh, some people miss, uh, I guess, uh, misunderstand between eczema and psoriasis. So what is the difference between the two? They... Typically, they, they can look quite different, although they can look quite, quite similar. I mean, typically, psoriasis is on, is on these, the outside surfaces, you know, and, and um, eczema on the inside surfaces. But I've seen a psoriasis case recently where it's pretty much all over their body. It's, you know, they're, they're covered in it. How, how, how it's been diagnosed as psoriasis with this particular person is what it looks like. The skin is, is thickened. It's sort of the way in which the cells are being laid down in the skin is, is, is it sort of the, the, the cells are, are produ- being produced from the, the base layer of your skin more quickly. So immature cells get to the surface more quickly. Those are um, harder. I think that it's described as more keratinized. So, so that, that's how, how that expresses itself. Sometimes the treatments for, for those, both those skin complaints can actually be quite similar. Sometimes they're different, sometimes they're, they're, they're similar. So I could have a, a someone who, who's come presenting with psoriasis, but the person is quite similar to someone else who's got eczema in terms of you know how it's come about the stresses and strains in their life and they'll have a, a, a similar remedy but it could it could be quite quite different you know in, in terms of its expression in the person so they would have different remedies but you know in terms of its origins from a, a, a medical or physiological perspective they're quite different in terms of how how the origins of them so that they are they're, they're certainly not not the same in, in 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 that sense but they're both expressed on the skin nearly always so is it just stress co- that causes um, or triggers it to, to flare up uh, the inflammation? Um, or what, what are the factors that we generally trigger um, eczema or the skin inflammation? I, I put it down to probably one, if, one or all three factors that, that, that could be the sort of deciding factors of whether your skin is going to break out. First of all is family history. If you've got a family history of where your skin breaks out, then you are probably more likely for that to happen. Eczema has this reputation of having a, a genetic familiarity to it. Um, next thing is environment. We can, be, we can be putting things on our skin that is going to irritate it. And if you already have that susceptibility, then it's more likely to break out than the next person who doesn't have that susceptibility. And finally, the person, the personality. You know, what is, is, you know if, if, if you're finding... You know, we were talking about road rage <laughs> before before we had the before we had, the, had this part of the interview. And actually, if you go around furious the whole time, 
there is going to be inflammation going on somewhere, isn't there? You're going to feel inflamed. Now, for some people, that inflammation will come out in their skin. For some people, that will come out in their guts. For some people, that will come out in their, in their language or as well. <laughs> it, you know, it's actually, you, you know, you will behave, you'll be behaving in an inflamed fashion. Yeah. What I find interesting with the statistic you first gave me was actually the sort of percentage of children that have skin issues, eczema mm. in particular, mm. compared to adults. And I think what I find interesting about that is actually the skin, the skin as a, as a as an organ is actually further away from from our major organs than our heart, our liver, our kidneys, um, our brain. What what you know? It's it's usually the first place in which we will express a disorder on our skin. Mm. As we as we get older, we will have, we will have suppressed those symptoms. We'll have pushed them deeper, and we'll have deeper and deeper things go go wrong with us so mm. if an ad if, if if an adult's presenting complaint is eczema and nothing else about them has gone wrong in terms of these more major organs they're probably quite healthy on a sort of more holistic level sometimes the skin can express itself with issues if the liver is not doing very well you know and so on and so forth but once you're going through that if, that, if that's where your body breaks if we're like a chain and you pull that and it breaks at that weakest link if that weakest link for you is your skin that's not bad. It's not like you have any stress and suddenly you have a heart attack right. or you go to liver failure or you get a stroke. Those are much more major things. That's not to say eczema isn't particularly bad. The skin can get infected and all hell can break loose. That's a very interesting to, way to see that. I, my interpretation or, or one way to think as like a mom, like, you know, a, a young mother, if you see your, your child uh, developing eczema or developing some redness on your skin, Sometimes the kid doesn't know how to, you know, how to tell you how to communicate what's going on. And sometimes I feel it's a, it's a sign for you to potentially look in another way, or, or it's their way to say like something's going on. In this particular example, where um, I have I have this mother that is taking her her son that is acting up as well uh, a little bit and is not really uh, able to express himself because he's in this in this age where he can express, but he wouldn't be able to express his emotions and started having, you know, patches on his back, on his hands, um, on his arms. And, um, and as a mom, she knows that something's going on. She know that because she's a very conscious mother, she knows yeah. that some events might have uh, affected him. And so that's why she decided to go to a homeopath, but say, you have a presenting, you know, a presenting case that uh, presenting symptoms um, that is just those patches. How do you go about, you know, analyzing this so that you give them the right, the right remedies? The, the conclusion about whether something is the right remedy or not is based on someone's response to it. Mm. And on paper, it might look like the right remedy. But in practice, if it doesn't work, it wasn't the right remedy. I'm thinking of an example where this uh, lad um, was a was a baby in arms, and well, I'm, I'm jumping the gun a bit. He'd actually um, seen lots of other practitioners, and you look at the skin on face value, and it was a sulfur case. The distribution of the skin, what made it better, what made it worse. It was hot, it was red, it was worse at night. If he, got, if he washed it or got water on it, that made it worse. This ticks every single box for sulfur. He'd had sulfur till it was coming out of his ears, made no difference. So mm. if you're just looking at the skin, well, you know, why isn't he responding to homeopathy? 
it was only until we delved a little bit deeper into the into the consultation. I said, you know, when when did it first start? And this this kid was probably about fifteen when I saw him. So he'd had it for the, you know, all of his life. He was fifteen, and and he'd had it very soon after he was born. And I said to his mum, in, in the consultation, can you think of anything that that sort of happened that 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 you know might have brought this on? And she went, well, you know, there is this one thing. I don't know whether it's related, but she said, well, I, I was involved in an armed robbery, and my baby was, and you know, the child was in was in my arms. Someone's pointing a gun at your head. Basically says, empty the safe. The, the gun isn't pointed at the child, but the gun is pointed at the mother. You're in that energy sphere. You're in that, in that space. And you must be, I can't even begin to what that must feel like, but you'd be absolutely petrified. Yeah. With that information, I then prescribed a homeopathic remedy that was for terror. It's not even known as a remedy for eczema that I prescribed. And his eczema got better very, very quickly after that. Um, you know, within, within weeks, it was 50% better. But a couple of weeks, it was 50% better. Prescribing on ailments from terror. So what It was a terrifying situation. So it, you, can see the you can see the symptoms on the surface and go, that's a sulfur case. Didn't do anything. Right. But actually knowing a bit more about why on earth someone would have that and sulfur doesn't work, you need to know what, what is, you know, why would this happen? And there wasn't really much family history of eczema either. Mm. You know some allergies that sort of stuff so it was very intriguing but with that without that information i would never have thought of prescribing that remedy right. so with respect so to your friend a remedy for horror well that that particular case i think i prescribed aconite for, for terror it's it's um it would be you know it's, it's used for things like earthquake situations you know people being being involved in those sort of things right. um there, there are other remedies that can be used for that but it, aconite seemed to, to fit the bill because basically i was almost prescribing through the mother, how she felt in that situation right. mm. was, was him being with, within that. Um, right. you, know, that, you know, that's, that's what I, I chose to, to prescribe. And, um, and Econite, where, where do you find that type of raw materials? Like is the pharmacy providing this? Well, I, 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 within the UK, the remedies are made by homeopathic pharmacy. Um, mm. There's six homeopathic pharmacies in the UK. The people making homeopathic medicines are pharmacists who've retrained as homeopaths and mm -hmm. uh, to make homeopathic medicines aconite in its material form is, is poisonous when it's made into a homeopathic medicine mm -hmm. it's been shaken and diluted a lot to make it into that medicine and then you know it's been tested on a bunch of healthy people produce symptoms blah 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 you know that that sort of stuff you know it's i wouldn't uh, you know I, we've, I think we've got some growing in our garden but I, I'm never going to pick it up and eat it. It'll kill me. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to compare the principle of seeing the raw material in, um, in a homeopathic uh, remedy is toxic, but processed and put in a certain format is, is then can be consumed, right? Uh, given in, in a specific setting. Um, well, you know, not, not, not every homeopathic medicine in its raw state is going to be toxic. The other remedy that right. I showed you is, is Natrimure. That's mm. sodium chloride. That's salt as a homeopathic right. remedy. Um, you know, to, to consider salt as toxic might sound ridiculous, but we could have too much salt. <laughs> you know, yeah. There is that. You know, the, you know, pretty much every substance has the equivalent of a lethal amount of it that would mm -hmm. that would wipe out fifty percent of the people who take it. You know, when when you're when you're researching drugs, poisons, you know, you you, you have what's called an ED50 and an LD50, effective dose and lethal dose of something. And you want to get the window right to have a therapeutic value. This is from mm, sort of more, right. um, toxicological 
medicinal perspective as I was learning as a, as a physiologist and a, and a pharmacologist. I'm just thinking of a case in particular where a child had eczema. They were a little bit older than this case, I think, from what you're talking about. This car was about five. And I, I sort of posed this question. I said, so why do you think you've got eczema then? And this, this, this girl said, it's because my parents keep arguing all the time. Mm. I, looked at the, I looked at the parents and they were like, well, you know, it's like, it, it's like they, this child was actually expressing their parents' anger because they couldn't say, well, I'm going to bang your heads together, you know, that sort of stuff. There was none of that kind of, they couldn't, you know, the, the, the angst in the family was being expressed through that, that child. That's a bit more tricky to deal with from my perspective because there is a dynamic that needs to be shifted. And, and you know, I did prescribe for the child and only that child said, well, look, if, if it doesn't get better, then we need to look at how perhaps as a, as a couple, they could see someone else that could then help with their own sort of relationship situation that is, you know, not homeopathy and not my area of expertise. In this, mm-hmm. I felt like they sort of needed some kind of relationship counseling, that sort of stuff. But the, the child did get better. They were able to express why it was annoying them. The parents, you know, they were passionate people that just, you know, if you're going to do that, just make sure it's not within a shot of your child because the child was misinterpreting how, you know, the, a, a, a discussion with passion was not actually arguing. They're just debating. So that the homeopathic remedy just helped them not feel that they were going to be, you know, their parents were going to split up or that they, they were going to, well, it just re, just understand it so the child was able to expect, you know, are you arguing? No, we're just, just going, oh, thank you. Just that sort of reassurance, just the homeopathic right, remedy. And then of course their skin got better. Yeah. It's, that is very um, interesting for children to kind of like express this, this dynamic in the environment. And, yeah. and, it's also kind of tricky because I guess as a homeopath then for you, um, if you if you just say you're unable to, if, even with the prescription um, of, you know, seeing couples therapists with the parents and then giving what you need to give to the child, like how would you navigate it if the child still persisted, um, you know, with the, with the symptoms? Well, it, it has happened in, in consultations where you have to tread carefully. You know, you can't say, I think it's you. Um, <laughs> you know, it's actually, you can pose a question, you know, how do you think it would be if this happened? Do you think that would be, what, what difference do you think that would make to the environment in which this person is? Or, put, or, put, or you can put someone in the child's shoes. Imagine you're, you're sitting at the dinner table with your family and, and this occurs, you're being a parent, but actually they're talking about stuff you don't understand that they're perhaps being quite loud about it. How, do you, how would you feel in that situation? And you might even find that, that they, they were in that situation and they'd forgotten, or they might go, you know what, actually that might need sorting out. Um, sometimes they might say, well, actually they'll have a consultation with me or actually there's some, someone else that they, they would like to, to see. And that has occurred. Mm-hmm. I've got, got people who I see for which I see the, the, the mother and the, and the, and the daughter in this particular instance where both are having help. Child has eczema, the mother has other symptoms. Um, but initially it was the child that was the one who was having the, the consultations, but the, the mother was able to recognize that their influence and input in what's in, in the environment in which the child is growing up is, they sort of came out the idea that actually, if I am more well, I am more well for my daughter. Definitely. In, in that particular scenario. But if I felt that someone else was better, as this, this other couple I was mentioning that, that I said, look, you know, and this great relationship counsellor, I think you should have a word with them. They actually asked if I would do it. I'm like, well, actually, that's, no, I'm not the expert in that. Whereas I know mm. someone, someone who is. Um, so that's, that's what we did. And, and everyone's getting better. You know, that's lovely to right. see where, where the, 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 
both the, the child and the parents it's like you've that the healing has been turbocharged it's wonderful mm. to, to, to see that awesome because everyone's working on their own health and well-being definitely yeah. and and as a family you um because you are sharing the same space and because um you know whatever you're saying or could affect you could affect every members differently um even your healing process is such a holistic process and i think that what we've seen within this in this episode is really that um there is a presenting you know aspect which is eczema or um skin skin redness but there are different um elements that come in in why it's triggered you know with with respect to the this this child who who was who had eczema from a, from a baby the situation was what have you got well you know it's been diagnosed as eczema um Who's got it? Well, it's someone who's 15. I've had it since such and such. But the why was the clincher in this particular case. Right. If we, until mm-hmm. we knew the why, because we knew who he was, until we knew the why, we weren't getting anywhere. No one else was getting anywhere. And if I didn't, if I hadn't have known the, the, the why, then, it, then I don't think we'd have got anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, my, my sort of, my, 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 my taglines for my brand have gone the same sort of way with it starting off with being, um, the 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 what the who and the why in terms of what the tagline has been um i just realized that actually <laughs> so so what's your tagline tagline now well so the who was um helping people get well and stay well so it says mm-hmm. homeopathic health helping you get well and stay well mm-hmm. that's what i do um how was was um as is the slightly older tagline in here which is uh, it's it says bringing homeopathy to you Mm-hmm. that's how home visiting homeopath how we're going to have a consultation in your home or quite often these days online <laughs> but um the latest tagline which is over the last sort of couple of years or so is actually you are nature that's why i do it i believe in mm-hmm. nature i believe in that nature always wins things might get in the way of that stuff like that but actually we're just coming into autumn in the uk and actually seeing what the plants are doing seeing what what is happening in terms of the seasons and we try and defy that we try and still live as if it's the height of summer mm-hmm. that's not going to end very well which reminds me i need to go to bed earlier um <laughs> we so, all do <laughs> yeah yeah or get up later um yeah so yeah nature is amazing mm. and we and we don't we we, t- we take ourselves further and further away that from that with what we eat with what we watch with what we do with how we travel and, and so on and so forth and what I love to do is, is embrace that and encourage people to acknowledge that with, with this mm. you are nature thing. And, and homeopathy is wonderful at tapping into that, stimulating mm. your body to heal itself. That is a natural instinct for your body to do. I mean, I guess from what you're saying basically is um, to, for people like patients and uh, practitioners to, to remain open and curious. And at the same yeah. time, um, I guess agile enough to, to pivot when, when the situation calls for it. Mm-hmm. The curiosity without judgment is something that that I I encourage people to do when when I'm teaching other practitioners is actually to be curious, but without judgment is actually you that the level of inquiry is actually just because I'd like to know to help you rather than going, you did what, (laughs) you know, that is not Mm. right, you know, just people will will make decisions that they felt was right at the time. It's not for us to judge that, you know, if something if they if they regret doing that, you might ask, well, you know, would you do it again? (laughs) What did you learn from that experience? You know. We've, we've all done crazy stuff, but we might not decide to do it again. That's big for us. But you know, <laughs> curious, yeah. curious, curious without judgment. 
that's a nice okay. way to, to end our, our <laughs> conversation <laughs> yeah well thank you so much for joining us today um, Alistair we were really excited and happy to have you back thank you so much it's been it's been been lovely cheers thank you Alistair if you enjoyed this episode go ahead and select the follow or subscribe button for now stay safe and we'll see you next week